0: Welcome to the RD2B podcast. Each week, we sit down with a different registered dietitian nutritionist to showcase the diversity of opportunity in the dietetics profession. Our aim is to dismantle the notion that there is a traditional career path. I'm Carl Barnes, the registered dietitian behind the scenes of RD2B. And I am Jenna Warnock, the RD2B host. Our RD guests share their stories, career paths, and advice to help students like us succeed in the profession. So thank you so much for joining us, Christy, and we are super excited to showcase your program. She is the Dietetic Internship Director at Michael E. DeBakey VA Medical Center. It is an internship program located in Houston, Texas, and we're super excited for Ms. Christy Becker to showcase her program. So thank you so much for taking time to talk about it.
1: Definitely. Thank you
0: for having me. And so the first question that we want to lead into is what led you to your current role as DI Director? Sure.
1: Sure. Um, So I've been in the internship director position in this program now since about April 2012, so almost 11 years. I'm actually a graduate of this combined master's Dietetic internship program. So I did the internship. I did the master's piece with Texas women. Um, So before taking the role as internship director, I I worked in a lot of different areas. I say when I graduated from the program, I started in clinical inpatient. And I worked at a private sector hospital right here in Houston, Texas, in the Texas Medical Center. Um, focused mostly in general medicine, surgery, oncology. Uh, I worked in the private sector for about three years before coming back to the VA. Uh, so the VA started a they started a liver transplant program. Oh goodness, like back in two thousand six. And so they were hiring for a dietitian uh, to run this or to 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 work with the patients in this program. So I came back and I applied and actually was um, offered the opportunity to come back and be in this role. Um, so i worked in liver transplants. In surgery, I during that time I also obtained my CNSC, my certification in nutrition support. Um, I worked in both inpatient and outpatient, in regards to liver transplant patients and just liver disease in general. And you know, so I did that for about four years, and that was a great experience. Um, but then an opportunity became available for um, to apply for the clinical manager position here at the VA. And that's something I had been volunteering for as an acting role and doing you know various roles of, of various um projects from that clinical manager position. And it was something that I liked and something I thought I would enjoy. So I ended up applying for that. And I was the clinical manager for about two and a half years um before the internship director became available. And you know, I had always been a preceptor in the various roles that I had worked in, whether that be an in, inpatient and in outpatient, but also in management. I served as a preceptor for many years. And I really enjoyed working with the students. My role as a preceptor in the various rotations I covered, um, that was probably one of my favorite things. You know, I always liked working with the students and even as the internship director now, that's been my favorite job that I've had um, throughout my career. Uh, I enjoyed mentoring the interns and I really enjoyed, I think the biggest, I guess the biggest thing I'd like is just giving back to our future profession, being able to train dietitians and kind of giving back to that.
0: Yeah. And I think it's great how you started in the program and then you just kind of naturally weaved your way back, like just with the VA. And now you're just kind of back in that role as program director. And I think that's super, that's just super fun and exciting. And also you have and I think it's great with this interview is you have a lot of different perspectives, you know, because you were an intern in the program, and then you also worked in the hospital as a preceptor, and then you're also program director. So you just have a lot of great perspectives I'm excited for students to hear about. And so you did allude a little bit about the um, graduate program partnership with Texas Women's University. And so I just kind of wanted to dive into technicalities with that partnership and specifically how the graduate degree is incorporated into your program.
1: Sure. So we do affiliate with Texas Women's University here in the Houston campus. Uh, Texas Women's University, the main campus is actually located in Denton, which is outside of Dallas, Texas, but we affiliate with the Houston campus. So interns are simultaneously enrolled in both the graduate program and the supervised practice internship at the same time. So that's why we, you know, it's a combined master's internship. How that looks is our students are on Mondays, that's devoted to class time. And so they may have in-person classes, they may have online classes, maybe at the hybrid, you know, every other week in-person, online. Um, And then that's dedicated for our our Monday time, is that's what kind of devoted to their class time, or they might be working on schoolwork. Well, then Tuesday through Friday, the students are going to be in supervised practice rotations. And that might be either here at our main VA facility. It could be at one of our community outpatient clinics or it can also be at any of our other affiliated sites that are out throughout the Houston community.
0: Awesome, and so uh, with this
1: specific combined
0: program, is the graduate degree for students required to be with Texas Texas Women's
1: University? It is actually required. So our affiliation is with Texas Women's, and so that's part of our combined master's program with our accreditation. So the the master's degree is required to be from TWU at this time.
0: Okay, I gotcha. And then given that uh, the classes are uh, either, you know, in-person or online and it has that sort of flexibility, is out-of-state tuition waived or do you have to pay uh, in-state versus out-of-state tuition?
1: So for our students, um, they, so there is in-state and out-of-state tuition for TWU for their graduate school program and for their undergrad, but for, for our students, If a student receives a competitive scholarship from TWU um, and it's a minimum of $1,000, they will uh, will waive their out-of-state tuition. So I always encourage students to try to apply early to TWU so that way they can apply for the scholarships. The scholarships are, unfortunately, the deadline for scholarships is before uh, the match date. And so it's it's actually going to be March 1st. So I know if people apply for internships on February 15th, their, their scholarship deadline is March 1st. So you're having to apply before you know where you're matched to. Um, but I do encourage, especially our out-of-state students, if you have, if you think you wanna to come to our program and you think you wanna rank it you know, fairly highly, it's it's very, it's worth your benefit to apply for the scholarship to be considered. There might be some scholarships left over you know, after match. Sometimes there's some additional money, but it's not, you know it, it's a little bit harder to get some additional scholarships you know, in April versus uh, earlier in March. Mm-hmm, definitely.
0: And kind of veering more into that, talk about finances, kind of, you know, wanting to save money or make the most bang for your buck with the program. Can you kind of describe a little bit, especially with you being a VA affiliated internship, how your program supports students financially, specifically, you know, regarding the uh, stipend and also housing, how that looks?
1: Sure. So the program, it does require you know, our students to live in Houston and to participate. So we don't really have any distance options. But there are several ways that the VA tries to support students financially. Uh, There's no application fee for the program, which is nice. There there will be an application for graduate school if they're applying for graduate school. Um, That's separate from the VA. So it would be an application for graduate school and then application for our VA internship. Uh, But currently the graduate school application is $50. But again, there's not an internship application fee. We definitely try to keep internship costs low by not charging tuition for the internship. So if you're in the combined master's program, you would have tuition for the master's degree for the graduate school portion, but for the internship itself, there is no tuition. And so that's very important to make sure that students are aware that you're not paying additional for the actual supervised practice portion. The other thing that the VA tries to support students with is through the stipend. So that's really nice. So it's like the VA stipend, which um, actually this year was increased, and so that's, that's been um, something that we have just learned this month, like earlier in January, um, nationwide, our VA stipend dollars for our health trainees are going to be $15 an hour. So for VA for Houston, that equates to about, it's about $26,000, a little over $26,000. That's pre-tax. So there is taxes taken out of it. And for us, our stipend, it's it's not paid in a lump sum up front. So it's really paid throughout the internship. So it's more of like a paycheck. And it's divided out bi-weekly. Students will get set up with an automatic you know, deposit with their checking account and they get like a bi-weekly paycheck. It's paid to the students as they move through the program. So the stipend is, is only provided during the supervised practice portion. So I know mean, for our program it you know for the combined master's internship it would take about 16 months to complete the program the internship itself is 12 months so during that 12 months the students were going to get paid their stipend. but once they finish the internship and they're only wrapping up their graduate courses they're not getting the stipend during the graduate courses now for housing um twu it is a local university there's they don't have campus on or they don't have on-site um, housing on campus that's not something that's there um, so what we normally do is most of our students really, a lot of them get in you know, apartments or housing around the area in the medical center, so that way they're kind of close to both the medical center for the VA, but also for TWU. Um, and in April, after the match is completed, incoming interns get provided with, it's an intern tip sheet that's created from the current class, and you're in, in this tip sheet they give, I you know, this ideas of different areas of Houston that are great to live in it's predominantly apartments that they were actually living in that year Um, it provides some information about cost a lot of times some of our interns whenever I introduce the new class a lot of them might reach out to one another and try to see if anyone's interested in being a roommate with them so some of them will be or get roommates from the fellow internship in order to kind of split costs that way Um, let's see the the with the VA so it's not an educational institution Um, So we it's a supervised practice, and it's accredited for supervised practice, but we don't have tuition and fees, so it's not like an educational institution where we could provide financial aid, but for those students who are doing the combined master's program, they are eligible for financial aid, federal financial aid through TWU, so they could apply for additional financial aid through TWU to help with um, costs as well, so that's something too that's available
0: Awesome. Okay. And then so there were a couple of uh, just like one clarification question. Do all of the students that apply, do all of them go into that combined master's program or do you also have a standalone track?
1: So this year, this is new as of 2023, we just actually submitted a substantive change to SN and got approval. So now we have two options. In past years, we only had the combined master's option and that was really the only choice. Um, But now starting with this 2023 application class, they actually have the option of doing the combined master's DI if they need both, or if it's someone who already has a completed master's, they can apply just to do the dietetic internship. And so in that case, you know, they wouldn't have the tuition at graduate school. They're not going to have the tuition for the internship. They would get the stipend. So about the $26,000 pre tax they would get that, and they would just do the 12-month internship. And then once they're done, at the end of their 12 months, they'll get their verification statement, and they'll be able to take the RN
0: Awesome. Yeah, great. And so uh, with that track, and kind of just mentioning the concentration of your um, program, it does have a medical nutrition therapy concentration. And so with that in mind, do you have any recommendations for if a student's interested in just the dietetic internship track? What type of grad degrees you would recommend they go into or kind of look into to kind of help reinforce their supervised practice with you guys? Sure.
1: You no, know, and most of our, our concentration is in medical nutrition therapy, but we also cover in all areas as well. Um, for for the masters, I mean, we're really looking for a masters in nutrition in some realm. Um, this is new for us this year. We didn't we didn't want to um put too many stipulations on like it had to be exactly a master's of science in nutrition. Obviously, you know that's great if it's a master's in science and nutrition. We want it to be. It it could be you know public health. You know that would still be something that we would look at. Um, so there's there's different varieties that we can look at through the application. Um, now would it I, I would say would it make a difference if you know would, are they going to like you mentioned prepare them better for medical nutrition therapy? Um, I would say even if they had a master's of public health or a master's not not necessarily a master's of science in clinical nutrition or a master's of science, a lot of them are just more of a general master's of science sometimes. I think they're still going to have a benefit of being able to be successful in the program with the MNT concentration. So, you get a lot of practice with our medical nutrition therapy and using the nutrition care process in a variety of rotations throughout the program. They're going to be able to use it um, during inpatient and outpatient in our home care program, but also our outpatient primary care with our specialty clinics. There's about 27 weeks of the program that cover those areas. So, you get a lot of experience with using MNT and really getting comfortable with the nutrition care process.
0: Awesome, and so uh, with this new change and offering two
1: tracks, are you changing how many students you accept for the program? We're gonna keep it, we're still accredited for eight. Um, So this year moving forward, we're gonna keep it at eight for now. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to improve or increase that in the future, but as of now, we're gonna keep it with eight.
0: I gotcha. And so with the application, are you going to prioritize just split 50 50 or just whoever we want to choose as an intern, whether they are doing standalone or not, will accept?
1: We're going to treat them all kind of in the same, I guess, in the same status and then see how we're linking them. So it's not going to, we're not going to have like two dedicated for the masters and six dedicated for the internship. We're just going to have the eight total and we're going to review everybody as one. And then rank them accordingly. And you know, however that might fall out, maybe it's you know, 50% masters, 50% internship. Not really sure with it being a new option, how many um how many of those students that already have a master's are going to apply. We've really been trying to get out and advertise it as best as possible so that way people are aware of the change since it is so new. It just changed in October. So just had a couple months to really kind of get out and, and really advertise that to the programs as best we can. Um, and I don't know in the future if we might separate it out a little bit more and where we have you know dedicated spots for each track, but for this year we left it at just having the eight spot.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm really happy, you know, that we're kind of featuring your program with this new transition because definitely by the time that the next application cycle comes around, you know, more information will be spread about this new update with your program, which is really nice. And so, yes. mm-hmm. yeah, and you did mention uh, how a little bit of the layout with the M&T concentration, like what interns might see or students might see in their rotations, but kind of more so specifically talking about the population that those interns will be serving, the veteran population. And so how will you ensure that interns still get a well-rounded experience with the program regarding patient interaction?
1: Sure. So in VA and and MedVNC in general, we provide healthcare for men, women of all ages that serve our country. So the population varies. Some of the veterans are gonna be from World War II, the Korean conflicts, Persian Gulf, Afghanistan. So we have a variety of ages there. So the population, while it's predominantly male, the female veteran population continues to grow. Um, that's something that we've seen, especially from when I was a student. So now, I mean, obviously that, it's changed a lot, even the population in general and age wise, you know, we range from ages of 18 to a hundred. So the ages of the veterans are, have, um, there's more variance in that age group as now, well, which is um, something that we've seen kind of change, transition over the years. One of the things too, is with that change in population, there's a lot of, um, you know, we have a, an active women's clinic now where female veterans can get, care for all stages, all stages of life, including maternity care, but also postpartum care. While we don't have babies being delivered here at the VA, a lot of our women veterans do get their prenatal and postnatal care. So that's something that our interns are going to be able to have experiences with with the women's clinic. Um, Diacetic interns are able to develop strong clinical skills because we have a variety of patients and they have a lot of complex medical issues. But there's also a lot of complex social needs that we have with our veteran population. So that's something they get to learn to kind of maneuver through some of the social difficulties that affect nutrition care. Um, While we don't get to clinically assess children for adolescents here at our VA, we do have opportunities that the students get to work with this population and it's available for all interns. All interns rotate through women, infants and children. We do that with the city of Houston. So they all have the opportunity to rotate through there. The other thing too is we get additional opportunities to rotate with school age kids. So we work with our elementary, middle school, and high school um, in, in regards to like school food service. And so they rotate in the community and do a school food rotation. So they get to do a lot of education with those age groups. But I mean the VA itself, you know, we were able to provide a pretty, you know, a pretty robust um, I guess robust population of different types of disease voices. So they're able to see quite a bit here. Um, you know, a lot of our common, but also some rare things that you may not see as many, you know, at all places. Um, but it's definitely something we strive to do is to make sure that they're still getting a well-rounded experience. Uh, we definitely keep track of, you know, the different you know the different types of disease states that everybody's seeing throughout the rotation. So that way, you know, we're trying to make sure that they get exposure to all the different disease states.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think it's great how you prioritize liquid what sure that they get a diverse and robust kind of exposure to those different types of diseases or different types of ways to apply medical nutrition therapy, but you also like, go out of your way to make sure, hey, even though we're serving a primarily male-dominant veteran population, you get a uh, rotation in WIC, you get a rotation with school-aged children, like, you still make sure, even though it's done through this VA medical center, you're not, on, you know, you're not confined to just those patients in that hospital, and so while they're getting that good balance of different types of disease exposure, they're still getting a good balance of different types of patient or just people exposure, which is really nice, and I think it's great how, you know, we also have, we have your insights as a program director, but also as a past intern, as to you've had exposure on both ends of the spectrum regarding your experience with the program, but kind of getting the intern's perspective, are there any common things that interns like the most about your program or like a common favorite thing that they enjoy about the program?
1: I actually asked them earlier, I was like, I sent them an email. I was like, I just want to kind of know what is this class and what are some of their favorite things? So, you know, I talked to other classes from previous years to see what they like. So this class had you know had a lot of um great variety in their answers some of the things one of the i guess one of the things that resonated was the knowledgeable or the knowledge pre, the knowledgeable preceptors they really appreciate the knowledgeable preceptors and the variety of rotations offered um they feel like it makes it for a well-rounded benefit and a well-rounded learning experience uh one of the interns mentioned actually she's at wic right now and she did mention how her favorite thing is the wide variety of experiences that they get to have throughout the internship. She's working with a lactation consultant at the Lactation Foundation out in the community, and she thought that was fascinating. So it was interesting um, to see all the different possible careers that they get to have or that they could have as a dietitian as they rotate through the various rotations here. One of the interns commented that they really appreciate the small cohort size, and we do have a small class, eight. but they liked that, and she actually said that's one of the things that drew her to the program was the smaller size and hoping that she could get more one-on-one um, preceptor and one-on-one attention with that. Um, one of the or one of the interns also said one of her favorite things was just really let's see what she said. She she really liked that she was she's not limited in what she can try in order to get kind of a taste of different types of things. So she wasn't you know it's although it's a medical nutrition therapy focus on our concentration, they still
0: get a variety of exposure to other things. Awesome. Yeah. So I think it's great how they mentioned definitely kind of with what you also mentioned, the variety of exposure, small class size, and just getting that like one-on-one individualized experience with the program. And so with what that one student mentioned about them preferring that smaller class size, it made me think as well, just uh, do you know by any chance about how many students apply to your program out of the how many that are accepted for the
1: program? You know, it varies each year. I would say I was looking at that um, one of the over the last five years, you know, we've had a decline in overall applications nationwide in regards to internship programs, and we've seen a decline in the VA as well. Um, so we're hoping maybe we'll see kind of an uptick maybe this year. But over the last five years, it's varied. It's ranged in the, in the lower end, you know, from anywhere between 21 to 35. And so that would be like 21 applications for eight spots versus 35 applications for eight spots. Um, so it varies though. And some of the years I've had it many as 40. It's kind of hard to predict how many you'll have from each, from year to year, but it has varied.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, for sure. And I think it's great that we kind of like highlighted that, you know, how it varies from year to year, but, you know, you have some years where you just get 21, and then, you know, some all the way up to 40, and so that kind of makes me want to go into, are there any common misconceptions that you've heard from students or prospective applicants regarding the VA? Definitely, I think I I hear things all the time.
1: Um, I think the biggest one is it's too hard to get a VA internship, so don't bother applying. It's too competitive, so we hear that a lot, and really, I mean, Yes, the dietetic internship programs are competitive, but really, all of all of the internship programs are competitive. Not just VA; um, it's not any more competitive than any of the other internship programs that you'll find throughout the country. The VA internship programs are—you know—we're all in teaching hospitals, and so they provide a variety of unique experiences, which is great. Um, but we really candidates that are interested in applying. Definitely, you know, apply, you know, find which programs really meet your goals and find out, you know, you can go to our, we have a VA internship um, website where you can go through and look at each of the individual programs and see which program actually, you know, what concentration you're looking for, maybe it's cohort size, maybe it's location, um, maybe it's, you know, what rotations that they're offered. So try to find to which program meets your goals and apply, you know, definitely take a chance because you have no idea how many applicants they're going to have that year if you meet the minimum requirements and the minimum qualifications, we definitely strongly encourage you to apply.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, and I think a lot of students, whenever they see that minimum qualifications, they get hung up on the minimum side, and they think, oh, like, even though I do fit these qualifications, I'm not good enough to apply, but it's like, they have those minimum qualifications for a reason, like, if you right. fit them, then you should, you know, like, you're just as likely or you know you're just as worthy to apply for that program so and i'm glad you highlighted that
1: we always encourage them you know it's minimum qualifications but we're still looking at the whole application so yes there's a minimum gpa and typically that's attached you know with the, the graduate program that you might be affiliated with so we kind of have to meet some of their minimum requirements for admissions to the graduate school but we're looking at the whole packet You know, we're looking at your reference letters we're looking at your personal statement we're looking at everything that you're submitting, and so what kind of experiences these interns have, you know, leadership experience, work experience, volunteer experience, whatever it might be. But I mean, we you know we spend a lot of time when we review the packets. I and mean, we really kind of go through everything. I know some of the other misconceptions we hear sometimes is that only veterans can apply, it's only for veterans, but it's really you know it's not. It's for everybody. Um, while we do have veterans that do apply, yes, but it's for it's open for all interns. You don't have to have served in the military. And you don't have to serve in the military after graduation. So that's always a misconception, too. The students sometimes think, oh, I did my internship with the VA. I'm going to have to go into the military. It's like we're completely separate from the Department of Defense. It's Veterans Health Administration. So that's a little bit different. But you are not required to you know, have any time in the military after completion of internship. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I and I think it's also great that you mentioned that as well, because it's like the VA dietetic internships, it's, you know, just like what you said, it's like any other dietetic internship, and it's just as competitive, and you get the same, ex- I mean, of course, dietetic internships offer different um, opportunities for interns, but again, like with what you said, pick what works best for you, and like what aligns with your goals as an intern, and so um, we do want to end on just one question, and I'm glad that we kind of ended anyways talking about the application process and just kind of the qualifications for applying and so what advice would you give students getting ready to apply for dietetic internships or if you want to make it specific um, advice about applying for your internship specifically
1: overall in general my advice is you know really research the programs you think about what your long-term what your goals are and um, sometimes students don't really know kind of what, what their goals are where they want to go but you, you can kind of have you have an idea of really like where you think you want to go and what program is going to help you meet your goals best. I know we mentioned that earlier, but really think about your future goals as best you can and then try to see how, which program can help you get there, which program is going to be a good match for you and a good fit for you. In regards to just future applications for for the VA, you know, if we have 15 accredited programs nationally in different parts of the nation, and each year we're adding more and more programs. And so, you know, think about that. You know, the VA has a lot to offer students, you know, with free tuition, free applications, the stipends. Um, not all VAs have a stipend. There are some of our newer programs that come on don't have a stipend initially. They get stipend funded later, um, but some of the newer programs that just get started may not have a stipend initially. So that's something to look at on um, the websites. You know, if that's important for you, it's like financial and thinking about financial future, looking for those programs that have stipends, You know, thinking about that as well. But all of our programs, you know, they have top notch educational experiences they're all in reputable teaching hospitals so it's great for learning and it's really great for entry level you know really trying to get to that entry level position um so definitely you know take a look at VA if you haven't before you know we always encourage you know a lot of students don't know about it they don't know it exists they don't know we have these training programs and a lot of our training programs have been along have been around for a very long time our program in particular here in Houston started in 1952 so we've been training interns for a very long time it's a very well-supported program by our facility, by our hospital administration. Um, so everybody, it has a lot of support from, you know, from our nutrition department all the way up. And so we're very proud of the program and we would encourage anyone who's interested in coming to Houston, definitely take a look at the program and consider applying.
0: Awesome. And I think that's a great note to end on. Thank you so much, Christy, for joining us, talking about your awesome program in Houston. And I definitely know listeners will learn a lot from the discussion that we had. So yeah, again, thank you.